Welcome to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, a CME podcast series where each week we translate today's late-breaking clinical research and news into tomorrow's practice. I'm Dr. Frank Domino, professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health at the University of Massachusetts Chan Medical School and editor-in-chief of the 5-Minute Clinical Consult. Be sure to follow the link in the description after today's episode for more information about today's article and to claim CME credit. This podcast is brought to you by PrimeMed. Ella is here for her four-month well-child check. As you review her birth history, immunization record, and growth chart, you go over the anticipatory guidance concepts for a four-month-old. Her older brother had severe eczema and multiple food allergies in his first two years of life. What are the most current recommendations for introducing solids and specifically allergenic foods? Should you recommend peanut products now to reduce the risk of developing peanut allergy? Hi, this is Frank Domino, and joining me this morning is Dr. Susan Feeney, Director of the Adult Gerontology and Family Nurse Practitioner Programs at the UMass Chan Medical School, Tan Ching Fen Graduate School of Nursing. Hi, Susan. Hey, Frank. I was just talking about this on Tuesday with a parent. It's so hard to know and keep current with all the guidelines around introducing solids, in particular those that are worrisome to families. So can you give us the current guidelines on the introduction of peanut products to infants? Sure. These have been pretty consistent since 2015. You know, There was the LEAP study, which was the learning about early access to peanuts. And what they found was the earlier you, you expose infants to peanuts, you decrease their risk of peanut allergy. And we all know how debilitating and confining or disabling a peanut allergy is. So the guidelines are pretty clear. There are three sets, basically. So a child who has themselves severe eczema, egg allergy, or both, They recommend introducing peanut protein, and we'll talk about how to do that, um, at four months, by four months. And then if it's moderate, certainly by six months, and that everyone else, low risk, should have be exposed to peanut products by six months and certainly well before 11 months. So the key here is early introduction significantly reduces the risk of peanut allergy. So they do differentiate between the different level of the individual and the baby, whether they have a severe, moderate, or no eczema or egg allergy. So that's pretty clear. And there are guidelines uh, for kids who do have the severe allergy, who come to the, you know, that when, let's say Ella comes in and she's got severe eczema, what we would do is they, they recommend doing either a, a serum IgE test for peanut or doing a skin prick test. Although they say that, you know, sometimes a skin prick can be, it's not as sensitive and or predictive that the the blood test may be more predictive and faster to get the results. And that, you know, they delineate between, you know, what the level would be. And the truth is, there's not a lot of kids that fall into this category. Most of them are going to fall into the moderate or low risk. And, you know, the evidence is, is pretty clear. All right. So just to summarize, for children who have siblings with that are considered high risk, introduce peanuts between four and six months. And if they have siblings with mild to moderate eczema or no food allergies, six months or shortly thereafter. But for children who have severe eczema or egg allergy, they're recommending doing some testing first, either by a serum IgE or a skin prick, and then make your decisions based upon that. Does that sound about right? 
That is correct. All right. So how effective are we at implementing these guidelines? You know, I call it muscle memory. There's a lot that goes on in pediatrics where I think it's, there's, this is how I've always done it, and this is how we're going to do it. But there was a recent study, it was a survey done of about 70 residents and about eight pediatricians in a large urban academic center at, regarding, you know, how their knowledge and implementation of these guidelines. And it was really stunning. They gave them a 12-question survey, and they found that 42% were totally unaware of the LEAP study. So that's pretty shocking. 61% did not know about the addendum that we just talked about, the three different levels of introduction. They said only 41% always asked about peanut introduction, which means 59% didn't ask, and that you know about a fifth never discussed it, and that 62 said that they did discuss peanut introduction with parents at about the six-month visit, not the four-month visit, and that a large percentage had never ordered specific serum IgE to confirm peanut allergy, and 43% were not comfortable interpreting the results. And the results, you know, the information from the guidelines are pretty, pretty clear. So, and, you know, and, and again, how many kids are going to fall into the category that need to actually have the, the serum IgE done? But it is pretty start, startling. Now, again, this was in a uh, one, one setting, it, but it's a pretty large group of residents in pediatrics. And then they also asked of the parents, and the parents said that, you know, there was a large percentage of parents from this clinic that had never, no one had actually spoken to them about it. So that's alarming. And again, you, again, it's one group, one practice setting. But, um, and it, it also was important to note that this was a predominantly black and brown population. So we do need to think about whether there's social determinants of health or just the, the culture of the, um, the institution. So these guidelines have been out for quite a while. I, I think they're pretty clear. It's just something to think about for sure. Well, it, you know, it's an academic practice and being in an academic center, sometimes what's most done isn't always followed. And other times things that are highly academic are done that may or may not provide any clinical benefit. But it is concerning that, you know, as you said, only 41% always ask about peanut introduction. And that meaning means the vast majority didn't. And so I think there's a fair amount of burden uh, on all of us about addressing peanut allergies and preventing them. So let's talk about counseling Ella's parents. What should we tell her family to do? Well, I just want to go back one second to talk about one of the other statistics is that the vast majority of these kids' parents were being counseled at six months, not at four months. So by the time you bring them in at six months and maybe they introduce, now you're getting, the child's getting older and older. And what we know is that the earlier the introduction, the greater reduction in risk for developing the peanut allergy. So for Ella, you know, Ella, let's say Ella comes in today and she has no eczema. She's got, she looks great. She doesn't have any evidence of atopic dermatitis. We would counsel mom and dad that it's, we would want to start considering introducing a, a peanut protein now. And counselor, you know, depending on what type of allergies the sibling has, trying to keep, you know, obviously the burden of exposure for the child down for her sibling. But you know, we could offer to do the uh, introduction in the office, but there's this child would be very low risk because she's not exhibiting any eczema at this point. 
And so we would start with, you know, small amount. What they usually say is the recommendations from the studies is six to seven grams of peanut protein spread over, you know, spread over a week. So it really comes down to like about a teaspoon and you can use creamy peanut butter, you can use a powder and you would mix it with, you know, breast milk. You can mix it with um, formula if they're on formula. Uh, And at four months, the biggest concern is developmental ability of the child to start taking if they're, you know, you may not want to introduce yogurt at this point, but certainly you could mix it with a little bit of breast milk and, and introduce it that way. All right. So a teaspoon per serving or per once a week, I'm, un- I'm unclear. Well, it's six to seven grams of peanut protein. So what they say is it's about a teaspoon mixed with milk or some sort of mashed or pureed food. Um, and that would be a serving. So you would give that, you know, you could give a little bit per day, once a day, that would probably come up to six to seven grams of peanut protein per week. Okay. So start with a teaspoon once a day, mixed in with some other foods, uh, do a tight, you know, make it very, very thin, give a little dose, see how they do, then gradually increase the amount you give them. That makes good sense. What else? So that that's pretty much it. And then once they get, you know, to a point where they're eating more solid foods, you can put it into yogurt, you can put it into their cereal. Uh, and But the same dosing would be appropriate. The thing that's very very important is obviously we don't want the child to have any peanuts because of choking. So that is something that the guidelines are really clear about is that, you know, they say parents can puree their own peanuts. You know, they can use a peanut butter, a creamy, uh, I would say unsweetened, make sure there's no uh, chunky peanuts in it and really thin it out. And if they did a teaspoon, you know, they could do a half a teaspoon twice a day, you know, if they were more concerned about thickening or that kind of thing. But we'd want it, we want to make sure the baby developmentally, you know, was was okay with, with taking that in. But certainly if you put it in a formula or you put it in breast milk and you thin it out really well, there shouldn't really be an issue with the baby swallowing it. Okay. So to summarize for children with siblings with food allergies, um, start four to six months. Children with themselves who have mild to moderate eczema, maybe start around six months. And for children with severe eczema or other food allergies, do some some testing first. Does that sound about right? That sounds right. So at four months, children who have severe allergies, they really do want those kids having peanut peanuts introduced at that point. So if the child themselves has severe eczema, then they do recommend doing the uh, either serum IgE or the skin prick, um, determining the level of whether there is any evidence of peanut allergy. If there isn't, then you would introduce it just as we discussed. If there is, if the the serum IgE is elevated, then they recommend maybe getting a, an allergy, an allergist a consult. But that's going to be a very small percentage of the kids we see. So kids who have moderate eczema, you're going to start between four and six months. And then everyone else who's at low risk, certainly by six months, if not sooner. Great. Thanks, Susan. My pleasure. Practice pointer. Remember to counsel parents to introduce children to peanut products by four months to prevent peanut allergy in high-risk children and by at least six months in low-risk kids. Join us next time while we talk about the limited survival benefit of CPR in patients with multiple comorbidities.
Thank you for listening to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, brought to you by PrimeMed. To claim CME credit and receive additional information about the article referenced in today's episode, follow the link in the description. To stay up to date on the most recent clinical research and news, please subscribe to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine and be sure to check out primed.com for additional CME content.